0: What's up, fuckers? Smoking, token, rolling blunts. Nice.
1: I, I'm not doing that. At the moment. <laughs> yeah, not right now. You're
2: gonna wait till I leave. Maybe. Who are we sitting with? I'm T. Sissy. Hi, guys. Hi. Hola.
0: Tell us a joke. Who's starting? You. Clockwise. Okay. A little bit of long, okay. Not too long. Bus full of nuns traveling from san antonio to phoenix arizona and the bus driver starts driving through all these windy canyons and shit and loses control of the bus the bus falls off the side of a cliff in a canyon and everybody dies nobody lives they get to heaven and uh there's a line full of all these nuns and the bus driver you know standing at the pearly gates waiting to get in and uh who is it saint peter is that the guy at the Mm -hmm. pearly gates Yep. He goes to the first nun. and He goes, "Hey, here's all you got to do to get into heaven. I got this holy water right here, and uh, any part of your body that's ever touched a penis, you just dip it in the holy water right there." And she goes, "Well, I poked one with my finger once. It's cool. Dip your finger in that water." So she does, and he's like, "All right, go through." Next nun's like, "Well, I've I've held one in my hand. I didn't really do much." He's like, "Well, you got to dip your whole hand in that water." And you can All right, so she dips her hand in. He says, go on through. Nun comes running from the back. She's like, move, everybody out of my way. I got to get into this holy water. And he looks at her. He says, sister, you're about to go to heaven. What's your rush? You're already dead. She says, I want to gargle some of that water before Sister Elizabeth washes her ass with it. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Christ. Fuck. Sorry.
1: Not sorry. sorry.
2: (laughs) That was a good one. What you got?
1: I mean, I just would advise you don't buy anything Velcro. It's a (laughs) ripoff.
2: Have you ever seen (laughs) this side note? That's awesome. Have you ever seen that video of the guy? He's like, uh, uh, making fun of military guys he's like you ever have these pouches that hold your magazines that are velcro and they make all this noise when you open them but you're trying not to be detected by the enemy he's like I have a foolproof way to open that velcro pouch without it making a sound he's like pay very close attention this is how you do it (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: that
1: would have to be like a really quick rip
2: Uh, let's see. How about a joke? Um, I told you this one the other day. What do you call it when you get your tonsils taken out?
0: Tonsillectomy.
2: What do you call it when you get your appendix taken out? It's an appendectomy. Okay. What do you call it when you get a sex change? Bruce Jenner. It's an adidectomy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, talking about social media today, positives and negatives. So, I'm more negative than positive, unfortunately. Same. How about we start by saying, we'll go around the table and say, what social media do you currently use? You
0: first. The closest thing, I guess, would be like YouTube, but I I have no social media accounts, no... Facebook, no Instagram, no Twitter, no Snapchat, no nothing.
2: What you got?
1: I have Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. And
2: that's
1: it? TikTok. Oh, TikTok, yes.
2: So I have Snapchat and TikTok, and if you can count it, Reddit, but that's, I barely get on there. So since you guys are like almost polar opposites on how much social media you have, how do you feel the quality of your life and free time is with what you have versus what you don't have? Do you feel like you spend more time being productive or do you just like look at other shit on your phone? Or do you spend more time on social media and less time on other stuff on your phone? Or do you just not
0: use your phone as much at all? Um, for me, at least personally, I do still use my phone to regularly look at stuff. I'm I'm a terrible window shopper. I'm constantly looking at things that I don't need and probably can't afford and shouldn't buy. Um, so I do spend a lot of time Doing that um, Yeah, I, I don't Outside of that though like I do get on YouTube occasionally like if I need a good laugh or something You know like there's plenty of funny things and stuff like that to keep me entertained on YouTube
1: I think I do really well Personally as far as having social media and monitoring how much I'm on my phone me and Thomas don't spend a lot of time on our phones in general like for, I do most of my social media stuff at work like on break like it's like killing time something to mm-hmm. do when I'm at home every once in a while I might pop on Facebook TikTok is more than anything my Snapchat I do love Snapchat I do I love Snapchatting and then I see memories that pop up six years ago today you were doing this with your girls and it's just like oh my gosh I probably would never even remember that moment if it if I wouldn't have taken a picture
2: So I had all of them for a while. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Um, I never really used Twitter. I think Twitter is, like, for celebrities and businesses. If you're a normal person using Twitter, like, just stop. (laughs) But, uh...
0: Did they change the name to Twitter to something else? X.
2: It's just called X. It's just called X. Yeah. Elon Musk bought it and changed it. But, yeah, I was, uh... I was, like, overusing the shit out of it. You know how, I don't know if uh, Android phones do it, but iPhones give you, like, a weekly update of your average screen time, and you can look at the breakdown, and I was using it so much, and I was just, like, wasting my life away staring at the same shit over and over and over. I was becoming one of those people I always complain about. They're NPCs because they're always staring at their phone and have nothing to add to anything. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, like two months ago, I deleted Facebook and Instagram. And I just recently got back on Snapchat, but I kept TikTok. And I spend a good amount of time on TikTok, but it's it's just time wasting. Like if I'm outside having a smoke or if I'm at work and I'm bored or whatever. But for the most part, like I I watch a lot of YouTube on my phone. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So what do you think is like let's start with a good part what's a good part about social media and if you want to expound on like a specific brand of social media or a specific type and give some positive feedback on those things
0: I, I think I'll I'll start just because I don't have social media um I mean, as far as the goods, I know, like, because she has TikTok, you know, sometimes she'll be laying in bed and flipping through TikToks. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There is some, there is some funny shit on there. Like, I think that's the most that I personally get out of it is the funny stuff. Like, I I mean, with when she's scrolling and I see people, like, voicing their conspiracy theories and this, that, and the other. I, I think she was literally just watching one today where this girl was... Stating like, I'm about to blow your guys' mind. And she started spewing out all this bullshit about (laughs) AI and all this other stuff. And then there was like nothing to back it up. It's just this chick with her phone like three feet from her face talking to her phone in the kitchen. And she's just like, yeah, so this is what's happening and this is what's happening and this is what's happening okay like well and she you-
1: totally reeled me in too like in the beginning of the video she's like if you're watching this at night you know i'm just advising that you just wait you know put it in your save watch it in the morning so i'm just like oh this is gonna be good she's got some like dirt <laughs> or something and it was like you know i showed you if you hold the left screen down it'll like
2: fast zoom forward zoom
1: forward i'm like i should have just done that because by the time we got to the end of the video she's just like where's your proof and what what the hell i just wasted like a good minute
0: of my life (laughs) yeah and like if there would have been something substantial there like if she could have had any information or something I'd be like oh okay you know kind of pull me in a little bit but no TikTok's funny as hell some of the positives um I know Facebook is a huge way to connect people um whether they live next door to you or whether they live a thousand miles away from you it's It's a cool way to stay in touch with people that, um, you know, were at at probably some point a big part of your life. You know, they could be friends, relatives, kids, mom, dad, whatever, you know. I mean, it's a super cool way to kind of still stay in touch with people.
2: Um, Yeah, I think Facebook, like the best thing I think about Facebook is that it has made... High school reunions obsolete since two thousand six. Because it's like you. You already know what you're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's all I, fake, but we see you. Yeah, well, not I only see you quoting Bible quotes, even though I know you blew three guys behind the bleachers <laughs> in ninth grade. Like it's fine.
0: <laughs> like, well, and even I think when my brother went to like his ten year high school reunion or something like that, like they were hosting it somewhere and they weren't going to have alcohol. Well, and now with Facebook, you could. You could plan your own damn high school reunion, have it wherever you want, and if people want to drink, they can, and if they don't, they don't. You know, it's 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 kind of freedom of choice, but it it is super convenient for I mean, so many things. I mean, you think of advertising. um,
2: Shit, that's ninety percent of what social media is now is fucking advertisements.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're advertising for yourself, maybe you're a small business owner. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, uh, I know, I think there's like a food truck page on Facebook where you can find out what food trucks are going on. That's important to me. I care about that <laughs> shit. <laughs> um,
2: so, Side note on that. I was telling her the other day that I had this weird dream where I was hanging out with you guys and we were at a restaurant and it was like it wasn't just one restaurant it was like a bunch of restaurants and like this one big building what's that and you were like you were like oh dude I'll show you all this special and you knew like what everybody had and where to get it and
0: whatever yeah it was fucking hilarious I got a feeling your dream's gonna turn into deja vu it's you're just gonna have a deja vu yeah he was telling the
1: story and like this is going to happen yeah literally.
2: it's yeah it's good it. i mean like the the enormous uh fucking lobster claws that were in my dream they better be there too they might be they were enormous
0: like do they look like mr Krabs on spongebob like yeah, yeah
2: they were that big <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. um so on, on the last one that i'll i'll kind of comment on I mean, Instagram, I I don't really know much about it. I don't know about the positives, negatives about it. Um, Snapchat, as far as positives go, I think Sissy is the first person who has shown me a positive side to Snapchat Um, just because I've just always had such a negative image of it before. And seeing how she uses it, and just like she described Uh, you know at at the beginning is that she can see things when she's like oh yeah you know five years ago today look at this memory and it it kind of reminds you and I I think that's a very very positive thing about it that I've been able to see about it so I'll
1: start with Facebook I don't I don't really care for Facebook. I keep my Facebook open, like how Tom was saying, it's like a good way to stay connected. I have family that's in Seattle, Washington. I've watched my eight nieces grow up through Facebook. Never met them personally. It's Mm. just the only reason why I keep my Facebook open. I did actually close it a couple years ago because I was just so tired. I feel like Facebook, Facebook is just drama for people. Oh, yeah. It is just negative and drama bullshit and like you say advertisements I did close it for a couple of years and then I put my girls into a personal dance studio and the only way she communicated was, was Facebook so I was like cool gotta open up my Facebook again um, Snapchat like I said <coughs> I, I love Snapchat if something's happening funny like back in the day we didn't have like cell phones like hmm. growing as a 90's baby Our parents had cam like camera recorders, like the actual handheld, they're walking around filming random shit. You watch that and it's like a whole day of just what happened in your life from when you were like four years old. Now we have cell phones in our pockets. Mm -hmm. I feel like Snapchat is like my camcorder for whatever's happening within my day. So I just I just love Snapchat. If you do it responsibly, it's great. And then Instagram is like again, grew up in the nineties. Remember those photo albums? Like, you just flip oh, through. Yeah. That's my Instagram. I can just pull it up on my phone, and it's just like, you can scroll, and you just see all the pictures that I posted on there. I don't do anything as far as communicating with other people. It's also really cool for finding good food spots. Oh, Paris for that sure. Lists.
2: Food spots, good. for sure.
0: Very good to know. I'm glad you got one, then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, when they advertise food on there, dude, it's like they edit the shit out of that video and they use pro lights and everything and you're like fuck that food looks good and then you get there and you're like god this sucks it's kind
1: of like commercials for yeah. food
0: I think even more so than that the frustrating thing that I find with like food videos is like those people who like make some bomb ass meal and all they show you is like they'll grab like a whole tomato and then it's just like the snap of a finger and all of a sudden it's like perfectly diced they show you a meal that's probably going to take you like 30 to 45 minutes to cook and they do it in like A minute and a half. And as good as it looks, you're just like, no, dude, fuck you. Like, you made it look that easy. Like, I wish it was that
2: easy. Like, bullshit, dude. I know how long it takes to make a beef Wellington, you fucking liar.
0: (laughs) Or even chop an onion. Fuck.
2: Yeah, out of all those, I think Instagram was my favorite because it was very simple. And the way you consume it, it's a picture. And if you want to read the caption, you can. And if not, just enjoy the picture and move on. Facebook it just became for old people. Like the most, the people who would post the most out of my friends on Facebook was like my mom, my aunts. Like nobody in my age group or lower would post things on Facebook, and I had like a thousand friends or whatever. I, I don't even know. When I closed that one, I was. I actually breathe like a sigh of relief that I don't have to keep up on looking at this shit anymore Instagram I do kind of miss but at the same time it was just a time killer like I would scroll through it in the morning and then if I scroll through it again at the end of the day like it was the same shit that I saw this morning but it was still really enjoyable like because of the way it was just little small tidbits you know Or, or you'd see a short video And it would play, even though the video may have been like a minute long, it would automatically play like five seconds. And if you wanted to watch it, you just click on it. If you didn't, you just scroll past it. Uh, Snapchat, I think, to me, is a great way to intercommunicate with people. Because most of the time you're using a picture. So you're not just getting like uh, a text like, oh, dude, this thing happened. And you have to visualize it yourself versus being like, dude, check this out. And you see whatever it is that your friend is sending to you. And it feels a little bit more personal to me. And that's why I like using it. TikTok is just entertaining. Plus, it's it's also kind of a news source. You hear news from people who watch the news, so I don't have to because that's annoying. But it, And it's filled with all kinds of shit that you're interested in. Whatever you've searched, it'll bring up more of that because of the algorithm.
0: Yeah.
2: But... Uh, yeah. Again, Twitter is fucking pointless. And what it's else? X. It's X. What else is there X. for social media? There's.
0: Uh, I, I mean, is Pinterest considered social media? I mean, I don't. I don't really think it's considered social media. But Pinterest is awesome. Pinterest right? is fucking awesome. I'm gonna come out and say that right now. Anybody who thinks that Pinterest is just for, uh, you know, women to come up with decorating Live, ideas life, or love. some bullshit. Oh God, don't start. <laughs> But like, I'm serious. Like, even if you're like a dude like me, and I mean, a lot of my primary interests are food and anything with wheels and a motor. They've got cool shit on Pinterest for it. Like, you can look on Pinterest. Which, you if you get, add
2: those two things together, you get the food truck thing that you were so excited about.
0: Yeah. So, like, if, I mean, Pinterest wheels, is, motor, food, boom. I I guess I was just born to love food trucks. Who knew? I feel
1: like- Pinterest is a bucket list.
0: Yeah, I think that's the place
2: a you save of, all the shit that you're never actually gonna do. Yeah,
1: <laughs> is but that why I got for Ferraris me on there? Like, I look at my Pinterest and I'm like, I have this subject, the Utah I should be living in, there's <laughs> all this shit I've never done. I grown up in Utah, like, and then it's like states I wanted to see, countries, food that I I, I do use it a lot for food. Level. Oh, you can find
0: bomb answers. Suppose, oh, on absolutely! Pinterest. Oh my God! You
1: can like create like activities to do with kids. There's so many ideas out there from like teachers and moms, and See, like, I, that's so cool. I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to hang it on the wall. It's awesome.
2: I think Pinterest is like the a very manicured version of Reddit. In a way, even though Reddit is strictly like a forum thing, that's largely what you go there for is for things that you're interested in, right? But then it's like, Pinterest does it, they just do it a little bit better. It's a little bit cleaner, you know? I've
1: I've seen Reddit, but I personally have never been on it myself.
0: Hey, I think the only time I've really encountered Reddit is, like, if I'm, like, Googling, like, how to fix something, like, sometimes there's people who have that same question and they post it to Reddit and people will have answers for it and, like, there's links and shit that I've clicked on that have actually helped me out with something, you know? Oh, hey, I can't get uh, my xbox to work right or something like that you know you could punch in like what your xbox is doing and there might be someone on reddit who's got the solution so i mean that's I, as yeah. far as reddit goes i think that's like the only experience i've had with it
2: well reddit has a lot of cool stuff and there's certain like threads that i've subscribed to that are uh, so like one of them is horror stories i don't know if uh did spencer ever tell you guys about the story about um i bought a cabin in idaho It was actually, like, uh, under this user-created horror stories thread. And the story became so popular. And the guy only released it, like, in four installments or whatever. But the story became so popular on Reddit that Netflix bought the story from him to make a show out of. But this was, like, right before COVID, so that fell apart. But that would have been a really cool show. So, like, a thread like that, or there's one I really like. It's called uh, TIFU, Today I Fucked Up. And it's, it's just about people's random stories about something they fucked up during the day and how it became, like, catastrophic. Not just like, oh, I fucked up by not tying my shoe and then I fell down. No, it's, it's like this big cascading stories, and it's hilarious. But, yeah, there's other things. Like, recently I was on there looking at uh, problems with this certain 3D printer that I have that other people have already solved and things like that. But it yeah. is, again, a, a forum style, so you are communicating with other people in the same way that you would if it was like a Facebook post or even Instagram or something like that, if you're part of a group on one of those forums.
0: Yeah.
2: So that's kind of why I equate that as social media. Yeah. But my intro to Reddit was just like (laughs) some of the people I know kind of in my circle were like, hey, check out this fucking thread with all these naked emo girls or some stupid shit like that. And it's like, is that all that's for? You know, I had no idea at the
0: time. Well, like, uh, I guess another positive spin on, on social media that, uh, I kind of forgot to go over, but when I did have Facebook, cause I, I had my Facebook deactivated for a long time, um, moved to Kentucky. And when I moved to Kentucky, I reactivated my Facebook and, uh, surprisingly enough, I didn't, do it for what a lot of other people might have. I didn't do it to like stay in touch with my family or see pictures of my niece and nephew. No. I did it so that I could use the Facebook Marketplace and look for shit for sale where I was living because the app that we use here in Utah primarily is KSL and uh, using an app that's primarily in Utah doesn't do you a whole shit ton of good when you're in bumfuck Kentucky. Right. So I activated Facebook and that's I mean i would spend so much time shopping and looking at shit on there and um you know it's and then but pretty much not long after i came back to utah i got rid of it i reactivated it probably a month and a half ago trying to use the marketplace because somebody has suggested like oh if you're having trouble selling something on ksl try selling it on the marketplace and and I did, and, and even the whole time that I had my Facebook activated, like, if I got on my Facebook, it was to check to see how many people have clicked on my listing. I don't give a shit what anybody else is doing with their life. Like,
2: Yeah, that was one thing. One of the determining factors for me to turn mine off was, like, you know, all the people that I want to be in touch with or that I care to be in touch with, I have their number, and they have my number. Or I see them on a regular basis. I don't need this anymore i don't i don't need to know like what this person i met 15 years ago at a job that i only worked for a month is up to now i, I don't really care you know it, because it's such a time suck just to scroll through there and then see just shit that people post nobody even like posts about their life or anything interesting anymore it's like oh. let me share a recipe that you're never gonna fucking even look at you know
0: yeah or i mean at least uh at least from what I see on on Facebook it's just there's just so much useless shit and and I just I don't know I feel like we live in a time where it's hard to believe anything that you're told or hear or it's kind of like
1: if it was on Facebook it's true
2: absolutely <laughs> just ask any woman over fifty five <laughs>
0: <laughs> well the well the, here's the crazy thing about Facebook that kind of um really caught me off guard was I've always just been the kind of person to communicate with my family through text, phone calls, you know what I mean? Like that's um I'm, I'm very retro in that way I guess now. But my brother was organizing this Oktoberfest party that he wanted to have at his house and he sent out a Facebook invite and Sissy accepted it. I didn't even know he sent out a Facebook invite. This was while my Facebook was active. And, like, two days later, I'm talking to my mom on the phone. And my mom's like, well, are you going to your brother's for the Oktoberfest thing? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, you haven't accepted it on Facebook. And and Trista did, but you haven't accepted it. I'm like, so I have to accept it on Facebook to say I'm going? Like, what? Yes, I'm going. <laughs> if she's going, I'm going to be there. Like, I'm going to be there. I had two kegs full of Sam Adams Oktoberfest. You're damn right I'm going to be there. Like, what kind of question is that?
2: <laughs> so I would get mad when I was uh, organizing Airsoft events because I did all of it through Facebook because you had all the different Airsoft groups and then all the people within that realm of people who played Airsoft were on Facebook. And I would get the same way. Like, hey, I created this, this game. Will you guys RSVP to it so I know how many are coming? And then people, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And then, like, people wouldn't say if they were going or not. Or worse, they would say they're going and not and going. Maybe. Yeah, and maybe is like, well, just take that shit off of there. That's so fucking stupid.
1: Well, maybe I'll
2: go. Yeah, and maybe it'll rain hot dogs tomorrow, you know?
1: And maybe you won't have any food because you didn't let me know if you're coming. Yeah. You quarter enough.
2: That's the way this works. I need to know how many fucking hot dogs to buy. <laughs> You know, so, anyway, let's talk about, like... As long as Scott's not buying hot dogs, I think we're okay.
0: How long has it been? (laughs) I'm just saying, if someone's bringing hot dogs, we're not letting Scott bring hot dogs. Side note. So,
2: if Scott listens to this, I want him to pay particular attention. Get the right hot dogs next time.
0: He's not going to buy hot dogs. He's going to show up with, I can't believe these aren't hot dogs, hot dogs
2: no see that's where i think you're wrong assuming that he'll even show up
0: wow Burn.
2: <laughs> mind blown Ducatis. <laughs> so what do you think some of the overall negative sides are in general not specific to a brand
0: you want, you want to start hit it
1: overall negatives i feel like it has caused a huge issue with people being able to communicate in person. Absolutely. So like a lot of people hide behind social media. Like people don't really know how to interact anymore. It's all I'm going to go update my Facebook status so go read that. Instead of actually having a conversation about if, if you're having a great day, if you're having a bad day. It's just this oblivious overwhelming feeling feeling of being even in a crowd of people and you can go on and start scrolling through social media and you know more about that person and you're standing right next to them by reading their social media my hmm. bad
2: it's all good I got an edit by her there.
0: here um, the overall negative I think is literally uh, I'm going to sound like probably like Dr. Phil here but the youth man it's I think that we live in a, in a day and age where it's just so common for kids to have cell phones I think in 2019 I think the average age of a kid having a cell phone I think was like 11 Jeez. I want to say that's the average Um. and Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's, it's up to parents to try to limit, you know, what they can access, what they can do. But I can tell you right now, where there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, But, yeah, I, I think the overall the biggest negative impact that I see from it, I, I do agree with Sissy, though. I think it, it takes away a lot from people just communicating. And, and when she said, like, people hide behind Facebook. Or, or social media or whatever. I think it's so true because, like, I can tell you that when Facebook used to be a place where people would post comments and stuff like that, you could see people post shit on there and you know that person in person. Like, you really know them and you're like, I bet they wouldn't be saying that shit to somebody's face. You oh, know, absolutely. it's
2: like... There's a severe social disconnect with it in in a lot of different facets. And one is, yes, people intercommunicating with each other. And you see it like every day, especially, you you know, in the job we have where you go to break with other people and it's just like staring at their phones, like glued to it. And it's like, dude, we could have a conversation right now or we could we could play cards or.
1: We could just talk. I can't tell you how many times I've sat in the break room and you have like between four to be up to ten people in there or more. And everybody's on their phone and you're just like, I wonder what this break room was like before cell phones.
0: You just imagine everybody
2: with a newspaper.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, and even I think the one that gets me is when I go to a restaurant. And it it would be like if her and I were to go out to dinner. Like it's our date night, right? Like, yeah, we're going to go out. We're going to sit down and have dinner. It drives me nuts to see a couple sit down at a restaurant and both of them are just glued to their phones. Like, they're just both sitting there scrolling, texting, looking at social media. I'm like, and and don't get me wrong, like, I obviously, I don't know the ins and outs of their relationship. I, I Who knows? Maybe they just got into a huge fight just before they walked into the restaurant, but...
2: Chances are though, it's just, it's just, yeah,
0: that's just, that's just how it is. And I'm just like, dude, you are like, you're there with somebody you want to be there with. Like that's, it's honestly a huge pet peeve for me. Like if, if, and luckily I've never even had to say anything to her about it. She doesn't have any, any issues with it. Like if we go out, she's just like me phones right here. Like, you know, but I think that's the one where I see such a social disconnect is like man you're on a date with somebody if you're on a date with somebody even if it's your first date obviously first dates are kind of weird awkward shy you know but and,
2: that's definitely the time to not be looking at your phone
0: yeah or even if you've been with somebody for 10 years if you've been with somebody for 10 years and you go out to eat at a restaurant and the only thing that you can do is both of you are just glued to your phones like
1: i just updated my facebook status it says <laughs> I want a divorce
0: (laughs) (coughs) that's the that's the surprise look he just looks up at the table Uh, why does your Facebook status say single updated (laughs) 27 minutes
1: ago I'm not liking this post
2: (laughs) yeah I hate to throw shade but like my ex was the same way we'd go out to dinner or something and it's just glued to it and I'm just sitting there like I guess we'll talk at some point I don't know (laughs)
0: It's, it's a pet peeve for me. I don't...
1: Not even going out like it's a pet peeve for me. My ex was like that even at home. Like, mm-hmm. It was always... He, he couldn't take a morning shit without scrolling through Facebook.
2: You know, that's what I was going to bring up is like people are so connected to their device. It's like, I dare you to go take a shit without your phone. No book, no newspaper. <laughs> Just sit there and stare at the wall like we used to do in the 90s.
0: Oh, yeah. And that's when I would read about like all the shit that's like in a shampoo bottle. There's, like, ingredients in there I can't even pronounce. Yeah. Throw, like, if you want to challenge somebody in a spelling bee, grab a shampoo bottle. (laughs) Because most of the ingredients in there, I can't even pronounce it, let alone spell it. There's more
2: fucking vowels in it than a Polynesian's (laughs) full name.
0: It's, like, it's crazy. But, yeah, it's, and obviously we're all guilty of it, right? We all take our phones to the bathroom, like... And that's when you get that, uh, you know, all right, well, I've been sitting here. How long was that YouTube? Uh, I've been on here for 27 minutes.
2: Well, I guess I'm going to have trouble standing up. And Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, we've all...
1: i got a tattoo of the toilet seat on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, or the, the infamous red elbows. Yeah. and If someone's the, wearing, like, a short under- sleeve shirt and, like, you can tell they've just been sitting on the shitter on their phone because they've been resting their elbows on their knees and you can see the big red marks from where their elbows were resting. It's like, yeah, what what you playing in there, bud?
2: Yeah, I think the biggest pet peeve I have about people with their phones, and we all know a few people like this, and I'm sure at least one person will come to mind, it's when they talk to you, they put their phone down, and they want your attention, but then when you talk to them, they're like, yeah, that's just crazy, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know, dog but you know what I mean and it's like dude while you were talking I gave you my undivided attention and as soon as I start talking you go back to your phone and pretend that you're listening like that's fucking rude yeah Yeah. but you know one thing I think has created a huge social disconnect and I've only learned this in like the last year is dating within the social media realm and how much that's changed and I say that because like knowing full well I met my ex on social media. But it's just the paradigm of how dating is supposed to be done now because of social media is so fucking weird to me because every social media platform has, like, their their own little dating app within. But it's just a huge train wreck. I mean, dating a train wreck in and of itself. But, like, the way that people project who they are and what they're looking for versus what they really are because social media is fairyland it's not
0: real well like did catfishing even exist before smartphones <laughs> like no in like in like 1987 could you get catfished
2: like uh, i mean maybe when they did like those dating videos where you're like hi my name is john and <laughs> i'm into long walks on the beach maybe if they only framed your head and didn't see that you were a great big fat fuck underneath <laughs>
0: like that's what I'm. yeah like Catfishing didn't even exist until, like, really the internet itself kind of kind of came to fruition. And then you could post whatever picture you really wanted to on there. Because, yeah, and, like, in, I, I think the closest thing that you could probably get to catfishing somebody before all of this technology was probably, like, phone sex. Like, yeah, the chick might sound hot, but she probably weighs more than a Volkswagen. So, it, it's, you know. An equivalent size and shape. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know. Four by four, yeah, but but yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's definitely changed the dating realm. I mean, they have TV shows now dedicated to people catfishing. It's called Catfish.
2: <laughs> Creative total, name.
0: Total mind blow.
2: Do you think that there's a way to make social media less disconnected?
1: i don't I think don't so either think that there's any way because it's all comes down to each individual person and you can't make every person act or do a specific thing you
2: well, know what i think is i think it should be like earth day you know how on earth day you're supposed to like turn off all your lights and whatever blah 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 all the social media companies should be like okay one day a year we're all in agreement on this day we're gonna black out social media nothing will be active for 24 hours. It'd be like in the movies, you know, where people go outside and they're like, what is this place?
1: Has there always been a tree out there?
0: What's that thing in the sky? It's so bright. Well, like, as far as it, like, changing the social disconnect, I just think that it's evolved too much to be taken away at this point. It, it, were there probably opportunities earlier on? Probably, but the fact that it's developed into what it's developed into now, it's like people have had it for how long, and now you're not going to be able to take it away from people. Um, I I think some of the things that that could be implemented would have to be almost like in a legal sense to try to improve it, but trying to legally take away someone's ability to post something on Facebook is just like... A, yeah, once you're an 18-year-old adult, like... Yeah, I, don't know. I don't think taking it away
2: in a legal sense would would do anything because uh, it's just like anything you can't have, you automatically want. You know, the the sign says don't play on the grass, let, get the soccer ball. You know? well, No smoking, light up. <laughs> yeah, so it's... I, I think the... To me, the way about it was, is like you said, it's way too late. But because the social medias are corporations now, and they're worth billions and billions of dollars, you look at Facebook uh, and uh, Instagram are owned by the same company, and they have Meta and all this other bullshit. But so they're they're not gonna do anything because it would just hurt their money, but. Maybe early on, if they were just like, you know what, we're just not going to imply any support onto this anymore. But they knew what they had, and it was a gold mine and, and I agree, it's up to the individual. And I think after I deleted Facebook and Instagram, for that first few days, it was, like, hard. Because you're so used to, you wake up while you're still in bed, and you scroll. Or and then...
1: Like a ritual. Thing. It is.
2: It's, it becomes a habit or, you know, you go take a shit and you're scrolling or you're having to smoke and you're scrolling or you're a commercials playing on the TV. Whatever it is, it's instantaneous reaction to pull that phone out and just start doom scrolling, looking at nothing of any substance. And then you just keep doing it. But it was hard to break that habit at first. I mean, just like any habit, you can still break it. But I think now in hindsight, now that it's been you know, a month and a half or two months. I'm like, I don't miss that at all, really, because, yeah, I still spend a lot of time on my phone, but it's like a lot of YouTube or I'll play word games or something on my phone, you know, but I think people need to learn how to disconnect on their own. But a lot of them don't see any problem with it. You know, you think about the people at work who are always, always on their phone, but they're also like the unhappiest people.
0: You ever notice that? Well, and I've also kind of noticed the trend of, like, the different ways that people use social media. You know what I mean? Like, um, for that person that is at work that's sitting there scrolling, 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 um, you know, what somebody who's maybe 20, let's just say the age of 20 to 25, 26 what they're doing on their social media is completely different from the person that's, you know, in their 30s. and Sure. Um, also, just your life experiences changes, I think, how you use social media. Um, do you have a family? Do you got a wife? Do you got kids? Like, I know there's people at work that <coughs> use it regularly, and, you know, their wives are sending Snapchats of the baby, and this, that, and the other. You know, sure. I mean, it's, it's so different to see it almost kind of appears to me like the more responsibility you have the the less you are reliant on it the less you're more like just scrolling for hours and hours at dumb See I would shit. think
2: it's it's the opposite because I think the more responsibility you have in life the more escapism you're looking for because you know and you see it with uh a lot of parents you know it, their kids are there in the room with them and, you know, the TV's on and the kids are playing and they're just doom scrolling versus playing with their kid, you know, because it's it's kind of like that, that mini escape from reality because there ain't a whole lot of shit on there that's real. Well, <clears throat> I, you know, <clears throat> I tend to feel bad for the people who are just, like, so addicted to doom scrolling. Like, what value are you really adding to your life you know... He, <clears throat> entertainment, maybe. Going back to the, the break room thing, of like you said, you know, eight or ten people are in there and most of them are on their phones. And it's like, when I go to break, if we're not bullshitting or playing cards or doing something, like, interactive with each other, I get mad. Like, ridiculously mad about it. And I'm like, I guess
0: I'll look at my phone like the rest of you idiots, you know? <laughs> yeah, I... I'm just very much, because I I have been, because I haven't ever really been that involved with my social media when I did have it, like, I'm just always that kind of person. Like, if I walk into a room and, like, everybody's just sitting on their phones, like, I just start talking to people. Like, oh, I'm sorry, did I interrupt you scrolling through Facebook for the next 35 minutes? That's cool. Let's have a conversation. Like, I'm just very much that person that like i know sometimes it probably puts people in an awkward spot or i mean if somebody's watching like a movie or something on their phone watching their netflix or you know i'll I'll leave them alone that's that's that's
2: like the one thing like if you're on your phone and you're watching something like legitimately watching something like it do you yeah i get it but like when you're just scrolling through instagram and it's Several of those type of people, like, I know you guys are on Instagram because you're sharing every fucking thing you see to me, and it's exhausting.
1: I think the other side of that, though, is, like, a lot of people who are just doing scrolling in situations where they have to connect with people. It is, it shows that they're an insecure person.
0: I think it is something that that
1: they do to find comfort. Like, I don't have to look at anybody in the eyes. I don't have to speak to anybody. I'm on my phone. That's, this is my safe place. Hmm. I feel like that's a lot from what I see. People who go into the break room and they're always on their phone. It's just like they just want to be left alone. And they're comfortable with that.
0: Or maybe they're just not very social people. You know what I mean? And maybe conversating with, with people is not a strong point for them. Like I know me. I could I can go to the gas station right now and talk to the guy behind the counter for 20 minutes. I, I don't know. But... Not a lot of people are like that, but I I definitely, I, I agree. I think it's like a comfort thing. They're just like, oh, I don't know how to really talk with people, so I'm just going to scroll and scroll and scroll. Is anybody like that right now? Scroll, scroll, scroll. Like,
2: you know, admittedly, I'd, I'd never put it into that perspective or maybe some deep sense of, like, social anxiety. Yeah. So they they find a little comfort in doing that. but But my other side of that coin is, like, you're
0: not going to get past that if you don't try. Yeah. That's exactly where I was just going to say. Which
1: comes to where you are mature-wise in your life. Social media,
0: yeah. as far as like having social anxieties or, or even just generally talking with people, if you have those anxieties and you're sucked into the world of social media, you are just dumping gasoline on a fire. And it's already a big-ass fire, but you're yeah. just like dumping more.
1: I know I personally have been that. Like, I've had those situations where I'm like, this is going to be very social, awkward, socially awkward for me. So I'm literally going to pretend that I'm taking a phone call as I walk by. So that they don't stop me. So that I don't have to interact with them. I'm going to talk to myself, but pretend I'm talking to I, somebody else. i Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Really?
2: You don't have and Becky in your building. <laughs> <laughs> it works every time. It works. Yeah. No, it's... I definitely understand that within the terms of, like, somebody you really don't want to talk yeah. to. You're, oh, shit. I, I got a phone call.
1: Hello? Yeah.
2: Hi. An avalanche is- in our backyard? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Really?
0: I'll be right there. <laughs> you
2: know, I, I get that. I, but what I don't understand, and maybe it's because I'm getting older, and I looked at, like, my <clears throat> rapid life changes over the last, you know, few years... I kind of go like I don't want to waste my time on that anymore I have so much more shit that I want to do and I want to have fun and enjoy moments because you know when you get older you start to put things in a a different perspective of like uh, you know a goal is A to B but you don't think about what's in between A and B and then when you get older you do realize it's what's in between that matters it's not like oh I want to get through my week so I can get to my weekend it's like How do I make the moments in my week make the week seem more enjoyable, you know? And, that's that again, that goes back to, like, playing cards on break or bullshitting or just, you know, talking shit and making jokes, whatever. And, you know, sometimes social media comes into play on that. Like somebody finds a really funny video, like, hey, dude, let's watch this video, and you all laugh together and you share a moment. Like, that's great, but how often does that sort of thing happen? You know, how often do you come across, like, Something that you can share with an entire group and everybody gets enjoyment out of it. Because yeah. most of the time, people are just looking at things that are kind of niche for them. You know, and, it, and sometimes those things just aren't even close to you. Like, dude, look at this diesel truck. Like, dude, I don't give a fuck. You know?
1: Yeah, those times when you have to look at a video and watch it and you're just the whole time, you're like, how long is this?
2: <laughs> you're like, you touch their screen. Oh, fuck, there's three more minutes, really? Yeah. Send it to me.
1: I have to pretend to be
0: interested <laughs> right. one of the interesting questions that I actually have is do you guys think social media is addicting like, absolutely can you, be, can you be like clinically diagnosed as having a social media addiction
2: absolutely the same with
1: gaming
2: absolutely I think everything in this world is subject to addiction everything there's nothing that's off limits within the word addiction. It doesn't matter if it's social media or people who clean obsessively or whatever. Like, there's always something addicting about anything. Clinically, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the only difference is we pretend to not think of it as an addiction because it doesn't have any ill effects that are clearly visible. Well, you know, was- like when you smoke meth, you lose your fucking teeth and your face looks like a, a like a cheese grater went over it. Like clearly you know that person's addicted to math, but when you see a person in line at the bank scrolling on their phone, you're not like, "Oh, that person has an addiction." You
0: go, "No, they're just bored." Yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting because a lot of the times when when I think of addiction, I think of almost like a chemical dependency, right? Like dopamine rush. Exactly. And that's that's what I think it kind of boils down to because I've always been a firm believer that people can be addicted to social media and it's that chemical that gets released, dope me. Oh, yeah. It's a chemical that you they can become... They
1: have scientifically proved that scrolling on a phone, especially for children, is the same feeling that you could get snorting a line of Coke. hmm Really? Yes.
0: Absolutely. Really?
1: They have proved it. Wow.
0: Well, I've done some scrolling. Never snorted a line of Coke. Same. But... Well, what are you guys doing later? I mean, <laughs> I'm going to scroll and see what happens.
2: <laughs> well, I thought maybe we could try the other side. I mean, oh. Yeah, no. I couldn't do coke. My gag reflex is way too strong. You I'd be like...
1: I <laughs> I turned it down because I was like, this is going to be a road I don't know if I can get off of. I Earth. turned
0: it down in a weird bathroom on a date night with her like three months ago. That was, that was interesting. We don't talk about that. No, I think we have to talk about this. How in the fuck does that work? No, I literally just. We Which were, Chili's did you go to? Who goes to Chili's? Okay, I've been, clearly sorry, it was an Applebee's. Sorry. Sorry, I've been on a rant for like the last three weeks. Like I've seen to a chili.
1: To him, it's the people that are like going to prom. You know, the school dances? They I
0: like, like Chili's. Yeah, well, I seen a Chili's commercial or something. And I was I looked at her and I'm like, who the hell goes to Chili's? And now every time we drive by a Chili's for the last, like, two weeks, I'm like, who the hell goes to a Chili's? So when you asked me what Chili's it was in, I, I had a moment. Anyway, I took her on a date night to Broovy's And after the movie, uh, I was like, hey, I got to go use the bathroom. I go into the bathroom and I go to push the door open. i like, someone's leaning up against the door. And I'm like, I got to piss. So... I force my way into the bathroom and I see this guy, and he's like sitting there and he's just like got a wine lay down on the table. And he's just like, Hey, do you want some of this? And I'm like, Nope, just got to take a piss, bud. Like, like, weird. You know, my whole life, you
2: know, when you're a kid and they tell you say no to drugs and people are going to offer you drugs, that's never happened to me in my entire life. But it happened to you. Yeah. I mean, you're so lucky. <laughs>
1: When you're a teenager and you're just like waiting for people to come give you free drugs and you're waiting for the opportunity to say yes instead of no, never happened.
2: No. No. Yeah. Drugs are expensive. People aren't just like, hey, take these drugs, little kid. That doesn't happen. You got to buy that shit like everybody else.
0: <laughs> but, uh, God, I completely lost my train of thought here. Got carried away with brewies. And snorting coke in a bathroom. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a hard pass. I mean, that bathroom was not very. Didn't look sanitary, you know. Most bathrooms aren't. Yeah, especially public ones. Um, but anyway, I, I think what I was uh, what I was getting to is that it's a, it is a, a chemical reaction in your brain that that I think is addictive, and it's one of the one of the biggest eye opening things for me about social media was watching that documentary I was telling you about. Um, is that the social dilemma on netflix if people anyone listening if you haven't watched it i encourage everybody to watch or encourage everybody to watch it because it's eye-opening it gives you so many statistics and research of what social media is doing not only to us as adults but it really dives deep into what it's doing to kids and um I've listened to other studies where um, TikTok was, uh, they created two accounts in four different countries. They did the USA, Canada, Great Britain, and Australia. And they started the accounts as 13-year-old females because that's the age requirement of uh, people having a TikTok is 13. And they didn't, I, I don't know exactly how TikTok works. I can you like, pick what you're interested in or type what you're interested so in? The or?
2: algorithm picks up anything you search, but okay. you can also...
0: Just start scrolling?
2: Yeah, you can just start scrolling and then things you like or follow okay. or share, it'll put that into the algorithm as well.
0: So on, on these uh, eight accounts that they made, they found a similarity within all of them that within, I think they said like three or four minutes of just scrolling, they were already seeing images of self-harm and within i think they said six minutes there were uh, many tiktok videos of girls that weigh 125 pounds and they're like hey if you only eat 700 calories a day you can look like me and delivering that message to kids who are so impressionable like that's the thing is like that that whole joke that we had i think sissy said if it's on facebook it's true that is literally where kids live right now that is where kids live like and it's crazy but it it even gets to adults like i I gotta kind of call you out here but like a month and a half ago she was like look at this video and she showed me this video and it was talking about like how the u.s currency is going to lose its value and basically the u.s is just going to fall into a shithole and, Too late. you know, in this video, they were saying, like, yeah, this is going to happen in the next five days. And they were so adamant, had all these cool facts and all this cool data and all this cool research to throw into the video. Five days came and went. Guess what? My dollar is still worth a dollar here. And an order of carne asada fries is still 15 bucks. So it's like. Do I you just, know why
2: they're 15 bucks.
1: Because uh, your dollar isn't worth your dollar anymore. No, it's
2: because they're worth it. Kearney's out of
1: pressure
0: <laughs> but but yeah, that's sure. when I when I heard about that study they did with those TikTok accounts and that that's what's being promoted to the youth. That's terrifying, man.
2: Ob- objectively, like that's always kind of been there. You think about TV, movies. Celebrities, that whole culture is always kind of... Modeling. Yeah, push people into that way of like, this is the standard of beauty that you should uphold to. And it's... I think that's where... <coughs> sorry. <coughs> Ooh, that vape hit hard. That's where a lot of parents need to step up their game as parents and be like, no, that's not the standard of beauty. Just because you're 120 pounds doesn't make you beautiful. Just because you fucking roll makeup on with a paint roller doesn't make you beautiful you know it's and teaching our kids the right things but at the same time it's just rammed down their fucking throat their whole lives same with us i mean think about like when you were growing up the kind of men that you saw on tv or movies or women that you saw on tv and movies and you thought like they were the epitome of beauty and they were probably like small petite women or like big muscular dudes or
0: things like that macho man randy savage
2: i am not even a little bit surprised
0: (laughs) that is the ideal i I feel like
2: you're heir apparent to that throne and you're in the wrong business dude (laughs) i could totally see you in slim jim commercials (laughs) snap it to a slim jim But it, it, that's how it is, you know, and, and you think about like, even nowadays for young boys who are like the idol celebrities now, people who play superheroes, what do they all look like? Fucking jacked. And it's not because they went out and did a bunch of push-ups, it's because they were able to pay for the best nutritionist and the best personal trainers and the best cycle of gear that they could get and so on and so forth. And it's not ideal. And the same thing with little girls, it's like, oh, you have to wear these slutty clothes or you have to put this brand of makeup on or you gotta eat seven hundred calories or less a day and blah 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 and it's yes, it is definitely shoved in their face, but that's where we as parents have to come in and be like, nah, fuck that.
0: Seven hundred calories is like an appetizer.
2: <laughs> Not even that. Mozzarella sticks are probably like eleven hundred on their own. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like <laughs> it's, it's such an unrealistic Have you ever
2: I can't remember the comedian, he's like again. I think it may have been Jim Gaffigan. He's like, you know a fat guy came up with that, right? Like, what do you mean i got to wait 12 minutes for food? Fry me up some fucking cheese or something.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I I mean, and Sissy, I, I mean, you've kind of had experience in the waters of having a teenager with social media. What's, what's that been like?
1: A nightmare. Well, like, even sh- so, she broke her phone. So I called the insurance company, had to get her a new phone. They sent sent us next day a new phone that she can have while we mail in her phone to get fixed. And this new phone has no parental locks on it like her other phone. So the first thing she does is download everything social media that she possibly can. And it literally escalates to the point of sending pictures on Snapchat all of a sudden she's got just i don't know like 6000 guys on her Snapchat doesn't know who they are just accepting every invite from any person on the internet and when we were trying to set up the parental stuff the next day so that I could just shut it all back down get her off of it once he put in her actual birth date the year 2010 it literally came up and said something on the long lines of she has rights now because she's 13
0: Yeah. Get fucked. So
1: we had to put her that her... We lied and said her birth date was 2012,
0: I think. I put it like two years, I think. Something like that. But yeah. It literally tried to tell me like when I put in the birth date. It was like, um, no, you can only do this if they're 12 years or or younger. It literally came back and, and shot me with that. And I'm like... And that's where... That's where I hold a lot of accountability and and push a lot of the blame to these big social media corporations, right? Um, take, for example, you got YouTube. But guess what YouTube has? They have an app that's called YouTube Kids.
1: Mm-hmm. Like... And that's worse than real YouTube. For any parent out there who hasn't actually watched their kids watch kids' YouTube, it's worse. Swamp Absolutely.
2: <laughs> it's ridiculous like my daughter's tablets she has one for my house one for her mom's house that they just stay there and she had youtube kids on them and i took it off of both of them because it's yeah it's like you think it's just g-rated material or whatever no it's not plus it, i think the, a lot of the content that comes out on youtube now that kids watch is fucking ridiculous and I don't say that as, like, an old fogey parent of, like, back in my day, we had good cartoons. Like, no, some of this shit is fucking weird. <laughs> and the people curse a lot and shit like that. But it's rated for
1: kids. Well, you have a lot of adults out there that are making kid content.
2: Yeah, which is Instead super of it being, strange. like,
1: kids. Like, there are kids that do kids' content. Like, freaking... are as obsessed with this Ryan kid, and he's everywhere now. But a lot of it is adults... That are making children's content that they're acting like they're eight years old and it's a 47-year-old man. Yeah. And it's really weird. You're like looking at your kid like, what do you want? That's an old guy doing what? Why are you watching
0: that? It's like the Buffalo Bill of like YouTube. (laughs) Like, would you be a kid? (laughs) I'd be a kid. (laughs) I'd be a kid so hard. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Jesus. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Sorry was that one too far Please tell me you
2: did like a shuffle So you could tuck back when you did it <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ yeah, like
2: No but like I, You know I, I'll say one huge Positive about YouTube it, Subjective of course But it, it does give Normal people a platform To break free of the Normal system you think about it if you have a cool idea for a cool channel and you do it and you make content regularly you can become a fucking millionaire never have to work a normal job in your life because you have a big personality how many people do you know have big personalities that like they're gonna be stuck wearing fucking coveralls or work suits all day because they can't break free of that system versus like These kids, uh, like one of the channels my daughter watches, is uh, A for Adley, and they're a family they live somewhere here in Utah. And like, they're obviously very well off. Like, the dad has his own company, a video game company or something, and like, all of their income is pretty much passive from that. Like, he doesn't even have to do anything, and then they just make videos all the time. And they'll drop three, four, five videos a week, and it's just them playing with their kids and shit. And they're wealthy. Like, they're doing really well. Well,
1: and there's the other side to it, the downside of that, because, like, that Ryan kid that I was telling you about that my daughter's been obsessed with for years, being a a working mom and her sitting there watching videos like that regularly of the mom and dad interacting with their kids and just doing all this fun stuff all the time because they have these unlimited funds, it does make your little kid look at you and go, like, why don't you do all this fun shit? What have you been doing? I'm at work. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm paying bills. They're just, they just got money, but they do kind of go through that. Cause I remember her coming up to me right? I'm like, we need to do this. We kind of makes you feel bad as a parent, almost like having them see that all the time that these parents are like always doing things, always having fun, making a mess out of the house and like, slime. Yeah. And yeah, we can do that like three weekends from now. Mom's busy.
2: Yeah. I work two weekends in a row. One of them <laughs> nights, one of them's days and, yeah, no, I, I do understand that perception, and I get asked once in a while, because like that family who lives here in Utah, they go to that place uh, where you had your daughter's birthday party, what's it called? When went into her Fun Rush? Fun. Rush, rush yeah. Funplex? yeah. So like every once in a while, they'll post a video where they go there, and they do all the fun stuff and record them doing it and all that, and she'll be like, can we go there? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got, like, 150 bucks right now to just
0: throw down the drain. That's where Nickelcade comes in handy. Dude, Nickelcade is the best. You could almost do all the fun things they have at Rush. Their go-karts suck, by and the way.
2: You could almost play all the games at Nickelcade. On any given day, a third of them don't work.
0: I'm telling you, no, at this one that we go to, they all work. And I'm telling you, you go in there with 25 bucks and you can play every game. Guaranteed.
2: Which one is that?
0: It's, like, right up the road, right, right down here. It's, like, uh, across the street from, like, a... Macy's. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Man, that one is. I want to go there now.
2: Yeah, because the one on 41st is. Oh, yeah, man, that place. That bucket place
0: is busted up. I remember going to that one as a kid and it just smelled like feet. It, it was it, disgusting. It still does. <laughs> I would have and it's still the same. It's changed. the same games, too. Oh, that's not good. But, But no, and that's that's interesting to hear from you guys about it from, from, the, from the parent aspect of it. I mean, you guys got kids and. Like I, I never even thought of like what you were just mentioning about like how you know they see families interacting on on YouTube or whatever, and they come home and they're like, why can't we do this? Like I, I never even thought of it in that light, but it's it's crazy. It's it's, but it, it's it's really I, I do wish that because like I was saying before, like they can't obviously just like rip social media away, but. I do wish that they could try to incorporate some way for kids to still have it, because kids love it. And kids get so sucked into it, but there's just really no way for kids to use it responsibly. And I think that's one of the, the bigger issues that I have. But much like, you know, Sissy was explaining, there are parental controls. Yeah. And, I mean... You know, I, I think a lot of responsibility, too, lies on parents to, to really know what their kids are doing. But, I mean, it's almost kind of like a, a really terrible, vicious cycle of, you know, what if you got a parent who is sucked into social media and not paying attention to what their kids are doing because the parent is so sucked into social media. Like, yeah. little Jimmy could be making a pipe bomb out in the garage and you don't know because you're sitting there scrolling through your TikTok for three fucking hours, you know? I think that that's, I don't think it's a huge problem, but I think that's a problem that exists with social media is that parents are so sucked into it that they're not even paying attention to what the hell their kids are doing. I
2: agree. And I've, I've been guilty of it to the point of like, you know, I'm just sitting around playing on my phone or whatever, whether I'm on social media or I'm playing a game or I'm you know, watching TV or whatever I'm doing. And then like, she's being abnormally quiet. You know, then you go in the bathroom and she took all the different hand soaps and shampoos and conditioners and poured them all into a container. And she's like, I'm making a science experiment. Like, no, you're just wasting shit that costs money, you know. But, (laughs) But I think a lot of parents are very oblivious to what their kids are actually doing because, like you said, they are sucked into it. And I've seen it firsthand of, like, one parent is definitely balls deep into it while the kid is in another room doing something or having a conversation they shouldn't be having on their own social media but it's just there's this huge wall between them and it's not a physical wall it's this metaphorical wall of like well we're both sucked into the same thing and you can't disconnect to see what's going on or and I think a lot of parents just don't connect with their kids enough as it is let alone throw that force multiplier of social media in the way where they're both connected to it and they're completely disconnected from each other and it's the same thing with couples you know like you were saying sitting at on a date night and they're both sitting there scrolling their phone like dude fucking talk to each other like you're literally there in their presence yeah
0: and that's where i, I gotta give you a lot of credit Susie, because when her kids are home she's she's here and she's she is definitely not the person to be sitting there scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Like, I I would say 97, 98% of the time if her kids are home, she doesn't even look at her phone. You know, and I I give her a lot of credit for that because it is it is easy even for me to get sucked into YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, all the shit that I watch on there, I, I'm i very guilty of getting sucked into plenty of shit. So I give her a lot of credit for
1: Well, the thing is, like, growing up before social media and even like having a cell phone in your pocket. You remember being a kid and you didn't you went to school, you came home and you didn't want to be inside. Like you knew that as soon as the street lights came on, it's like okay, mm-hmm. mom wants me home. Mom or dad, whatever. Kids now, it's like you are trying to shove them out the door. Oh yeah. Like go play outside. <laughs>
0: Give so, giving them a basketball as punishment. <laughs> yeah,
1: it really is. You're
0: like, Go outside. Even
1: in the wintertime, you just throw a coat on them and shove them out. The door. Go make a snowman or something. Like, get off of your tablet and get off the TV. And for me, like being a mom, I just don't want my kids to feel like I'm disconnected from them so that it gives them an excuse to be disconnected from experiencing being a child. Mm-hmm. Period. Because if I was to just be the type of person to sit on my phone, which is a very easy thing to do for pretty much anybody then I can't look at my kids and be like oh it's their fault it's it's my fault it's my job to make sure that they're having experiences
2: yeah I agree with you and there's one thing that I've kind of went to bat for recently like with my mom and, and against my daughter's mom is like they'll pull up this argument of too much screen time and I go you know what are you doing right now you got your phone in one hand and the tv's on you have two screens going on what's the difference or you know you look at somebody else in the room and it's like they're doing the same thing they're looking at their phone or their tablet while the tv's on so it's like no matter what you're consuming what's any different for the kid the kid is at least watching a video that she's laughing at or finds entertaining or she'll come and show me and like dad watch this watch this part you know and we kind of share that moment so it's like I'm not saying like it's right or wrong, but I'm saying it's everybody needs to be cognizant of what they're doing before they pass judgment, especially on a kid, because it's no different to me of like when I was a kid and I was glued to a fucking PlayStation because I was dope. And I would get told, "Oh, you're playing video games too much. Like you're sitting on your ass watching TV. What is the difference? <laughs> At least I'm building a
0: skill. You know, <laughs> you know I'm how you're. My thumbs. I'm building hand-eye coordination. <laughs> you know how you're saying that your phone sends you updates every week of your screen time. Thank God, my Xbox didn't send me updates. <laughs> like there were some <laughs> games that, like, you could go into settings or something and see how much play time you had." but like if my Xbox sent me a notification every week when I was a teenager of how often I was playing Halo 2, I probably would have really not been too proud of myself. Cause it, it probably would have been ridiculous, but. But here's the big primary
2: difference between that and doom scrolling is you're enjoying yourself. You're playing a game, it's fun. And especially if you had your buddy over or whatever, and you're or doing a LAN party or playing online with your buddies. Like, it's still a social interaction. You're talking in real time to each other. You're effectively navigating teamwork. You're enjoying yourself. You're having an, a life experience, even if it's not like, yeah, we went out and played football, but you're still doing something together versus just mindlessly staring at a screen
0: well, I mean,
2: and going through shit that you really don't even care about. Like, what fulfillment are you really getting out of
0: it? Once, Once I was... Old enough to like drive a car and had a driver's license and stuff, and me and all my buddies that I played online games with, because almost all of them were from Utah, like you know. And we would organize things where we're like, hey, let's, uh, you know, Saturday, let's all go meet up at this all you can eat buffet thing, and then after we're done there, we'll all get home and jump on our Xboxes. Like, I personally tried to make it a point of like getting people together you know, and, yeah. and actually going out and, and socializing in real life before we go and waste 17 hours of our lives screaming at televisions. Well, I was screaming at the television,
2: <laughs> but. you know, I find that there's a lot of resistance with that sort of thing anymore. And like, I'll give you two key points. One is uh, over the summer. So I had my son and I had my stepson and we went out and did some stuff, you know, uh, did some rando nodding kind of ghost hunting kind of things a little impromptu and then it was like getting later i didn't want to go home like i was kind of amped up we were hanging out having a good time so i was like hey why don't we go to the park down by the house and it was a brand new park and it was fucking cool like it's very well built really cool park and so we're decking around we're playing tag and shit like that so i went to work a few days later i was like you know what we should do we should go play fucking tag after work one night, and everybody's like, "Why?" I, I think know. it's the running part that that would deter me. <laughs> well, there's other shit you could do. I mean, yeah, you could play are other we games. talking
0: laser tag because we could, could do that too. I could I could maybe get on board with laser tag, but the actual oh running, no, 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 no. How
2: about speed walking? <laughs> Jog? Light
0: jog? You
1: don't really have to run if you're really fast. They tag you and you just smack them in.
2: Yeah.
0: Do I look like I'm built for speed?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the other thing was is when I went to Comic-Con I bought these two lightsabers. One for me and one for my daughter. And I was like, these are so fucking cool. And you can actually like duel with them and fight with them and shit. And so I started talking to some of my buddies that are into Star Wars. I was like, dude, you guys should get these and then we'll we'll duel, you know, thinking like one, it's a social thing. Two, it's a little bit of exercise. Three, you get to feel like a real Jedi. Instantly, everybody's like, I'm not going to spend money on that, whatever. However, the other day I brought it up to Yeg, and he was like, yeah, I'll buy one. So I sent him the link, and then he texts me back like 15 minutes later. He's like, yeah, it'll be here in three days. Sweet. We're going to fight. <laughs> but it's it, the people give so much like resistance, especially the people who are really connected to their phone that they only want to have like experiences within their wheelhouse of what they're used to or what they like to do. And it, and I get like, okay, it's, it's fun to go out and grab a beer and get lunch. I want to do a lot more than that, but a lot of people don't, you know? So it's, there, there's a part of it of, I think a lot of people do want to go out and do more physical stuff or kind of have those childhood moments as an adult. But all the people they're connected to are aren't down with that, you know. Yeah.
1: I think that's another dark side of social media is that it does cause a lot of people to isolate. Absolutely. And I feel like especially teenagers.
2: Yeah. Well, that's. You should buy your daughter a
0: lightsaber.
1: I bought my youngest. And we'll fight. I bought like a four pack.
0: The. Uh, a, yeah. The uh, the isolation portion of social media is very intriguing to me because yes you isolate yourself but you also want to have social media and I mean I, I personally I know that like and, and I know that that's a topic for another day but just something that t- kind of tie into social media um, especially for teenagers I would be probably fair to say that a lot of the school shootings that have happened. Obviously Columbine was like the first one that I can remember, right? Like Columbine, that was before the age of social media. Um, But I feel like kind of what I was talking with Sissy about yesterday is that I feel like a lot of the school shooting things happen because of bullying, right? I think bullying is a huge factor (laughs) in it. Uh, (coughs) Also not fitting into like the, idealistic, popular crowd of people, you know. But when you have that and you've got a whole bunch of, like, heartless, like, don't give a shit if they hurt your feelings teenagers and they find out you have a social media account, like, boom, you're a target. Oh, that's has to be terrible. I mean? And so for me, I think that there, and I haven't researched it, I'm sure somebody has, but I would be willing to bet anything, that there is a direct correlation between the increase in school shootings with social media. Well, guaranteed. Like, it's it's just one of those things. I do think there are other factors to it, right? Like, there's a lot of other factors that go into the mind of, like, a kid who takes a gun to a school and, and intends to, to harm people. There's a whole lot of factors that come into that. But I think social media is a huge player in it. I, I, I can't finger point and say it's just because of social media. I can't no. say that. There are so many contributing factors, but I think social media is a huge, huge piece of the fuel that
2: ignites that. Guaranteed, because it's it's a force multiplier, because when you're a kid, especially when you're an early teenager and you're going through puberty and changes,
0: <clears throat>
2: you, are, <clears throat> you already feel like you're a fucking alien anyway, like you don't belong, you don't understand anything, everybody else seems perfectly normal except for you and then to throw in that multiplier of social media where everything looks shiny and glossy and everything is perfect on on this surface level and you buy into that like it just makes it so much worse because you're like oh all these other kids that i go to school with they're all having fun and i'm just like here and they feel alone and isolated even though you are connected to those people via social media but I would dare say it was even worse, you know, when we were younger and there was no social media because, at least now with social media, it has given a lot of rise for people to be able to talk and connect with people who have similar problems or similar feelings about something, like talking about your sleep paralysis. I guarantee if you went on Facebook right now and you looked up, there's a group of people. Who are suffering from sleep paralysis so you I mean, can that see there you go so there there <laughs> is a Why connectivity fruit? to it that we didn't have when we were kids but those are just like your earliest steps in life to learn how to overcome the problem is you're not told that you're supposed to try to overcome those problems because it's just always assumed like toughen up i did it you know and again that's where parents just need to step up and be like Hey, look, I know you feel this way or whatever. And I had talked to my boys about it. I was like, you know, because they're both mid to late teens. Like my oldest is, he's almost 20, you know. So I, I had to have that explanation with him that I know you feel very strange and alienated from the rest of the world but that doesn't mean you're disconnected that doesn't mean that you're actually different in a bad way or anything like that and I think parents need to really get in on that and I even had to have talks with them about social media and like my, my younger son he's, he's so socially awkward as it is that he, I don't even think he would bother if he saw like the ideal man in this modern age and think I have to live up to that he'd probably be like what a fucking weird guy on social media without a shirt on
0: Well, I feel like isn't that the
2: dude who plays Thor? You know, that's like what his thought process would be.
0: I feel like the pressures of like seeing images and stuff like that on social media and like trying to live up to that ideal image. I don't want to say that it doesn't exist in young teenage boys, but I think it's way stronger in teenage girls. Oh, guaranteed. What do you guys think? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, that's something like how Dave was pointing out is it's always been there. I remember being that teenage girl, but it was back in the like growing up in the 90s and the 2000s like early 2000s and all that being a teenager it's like you see it and you want in your mind to be that person like you mm-hmm. want to be skinny like that person you want to be pretty like that person perfect hair perfect teeth perfect skin whatever but the social media side of it now that it's affecting kids is there's a like button mm-hmm. there's a love button Whereas, like, I'm having this personal experience within myself as a teenager, but nobody's sitting there not liking my picture. Nobody's sitting there liking my picture. It's just something that I'm dealing with in myself. Nobody's, Whereas now, people are posting it, and it's just like, you have so many people commenting, and it's like, oh, you're beautiful, or you look like a sack of potatoes. Like, it,
0: Yeah, it's definitely a different factor when, you know, if... Like, if I were to go on, like, if I if I would have had social media at, like, 14, 13 years old, I could just imagine, like, me posting a picture thinking that I look awesome, and the flurry of comments coming in just being like, <laughs> dude, you look like a <laughs> fucking idiot. And, but that's the thing, though, is, like, when you're that young, and when you're that impressionable, and when you're just trying to fit in, like, that fucking destroys you. Oh, yeah. Like, when you're just trying to, to find yourself, and where you belong, and somebody comes along and you know like i've always been kind of a heavier dude you know always and you know yeah if i would have been a 13 14 year old kid having social media post a picture and someone's like dude you literally look like you could eat a tv dinner off of your stomach without sitting down like that's awesome that would have that would have fucked me up like as much as i try to like Shield off like Hey you guys You guys say whatever you want It doesn't bother me Like no it bothers you Like it it really does And I just I I don't know I I thank God I grew up Without social media In that age You know I I
2: also kind of think Of the flip side Of what you were saying Where there's the like button Where you get to like Or you don't get to like It And I think about like The difference between A man and a woman In their social media presence Like Let's say you post a selfie. You're going to get a shitload of likes and comments and things like that. I'm going to get like three likes and my mom's going to tell me I'm handsome. <laughs> and one of the likes was also your mom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's also like the, the main difference is like, is, is that women are naturally bound to get more attention. Yeah. But it's not always good attention. The flip side is men get a lot less attention, but more often than not, it's not negative. Like, if I post a selfie on social media, T's not going to go on there and be like, you ugly fuck. You're, you know, it's going to, If he might be one of the three likes. Or he's just going to go, oh, Dave posted a selfie, scroll on, you know. So, it's, I think it's a counterbalance between the two. Where it's like, the men want the attention that women get. Yeah. But women want the positive attention that men get. Yeah. So, it's a weird paradigm that it's like hey, maybe we should all just stop doing what we normally do and stop liking all the girls' pictures and like the dudes' pictures, but just say a positive
0: thing to the girl. Let's start this trend. Yeah, I think we should just start a trend where we find, how do I say this in the most politically correct way? People who are struggling with their self-identity and we can just go in there and just like their pictures. That way we like guys and girls.
2: Well, the thing is everybody struggles with their self-identity. I think if you're not struggling with your self-identity, very soon you're going to because something is going to happen. And as it always does, this this is how the cycle works is you get comfortable with something and then you get comfortable with it too long and then something breaks and then everything changes because that's the one thing in the world that will never change is that everything will change. And if you're not constantly going through some kind of evolution of yourself, then I don't think you're really comfortable with who you
1: are. It's called depression.
0: Usually, it's called depression. So, one of the questions I have for both of you guys, just because you guys are no. parents, is: Do you guys think it's do you guys think it's easier to just completely restrict social media from kids? or do you think it's easier to teach them to use it responsibly I, I think i know the answer to that question i know which one's easier but like what do you think is more effective i guess
1: i mean i'm still trying to figure that out as you know <laughs> but for me especially with a teenager or even my little one who's gonna be 10 this month
2: god year old
1: i know kids want to be involved with social media which I don't see a problem with that but it definitely you have to monitor it it has to be you have to be involved if you are a parent that's oblivious to what's going on with your kid in social media or internet in general it's just gonna be bad but I do find it easier to let them have it and just be involved than to completely be like yeah the whole world's moving on technology wise you're just gonna stay right here and good luck with
2: life. I'm pretty much in line with that. I don't think... I think between the two answers you gave, I think neither one is really accurate. I think the real answer is to build the correct bond with your kids that they can trust you to come to you about things and they can trust when you say not to do a thing on social media. You know, like, you know, I have a daughter, and then when she gets of the age of social media, I want her to trust me enough to go, hey, this guy's messaging me. And then I can look through it and be like, okay, don't fucking talk to this guy, or block him, or whatever. And and with my boys being like, having given them the principles on how to not be a fucking creep, and trusting them to do the right thing, And them also being able to come to me and be like, Hey, I I said this. Was this out of line or whatever? You know, it's just having that correct bond with your kids to where you can be able to talk about what's going on within their social media honestly and openly and not just communicate it, being able to understand each other. Like, I I understand that you want to talk to this person, but you got to understand from my perspective, that motherfucker's bad news. You know what I mean?
1: And I 100% agree with you. But in my personal experience with even what just happened last night with my teenager, is that that bond that you have with your kid goes out the window when they want to do what they want to do. Guaranteed. So build that bond, keep it strong, but as soon as they come across a boy who says you're cute...
2: Oh, yeah, it's fucking, it's out the window.
1: That bond that you have with your daughter, they're like, yeah, my mom called me beautiful all the time, but... This guy called me beautiful, so.
2: Yeah. Isn't that weird how girls are with, like, compliments? Like, when it,
1: daddy issues. when
2: it comes from a certain source, it's like, nah. But when it comes from this source.
1: Which, hopefully, like, with your daughter and you, you're very involved as a father. But coming from, like, me never having a father figure, its it literally just comes down to that basic daddy issues. Yeah. Like, all of my decisions as far as men in my past, like, yeah. It was just like, oh, he thought I was cute. I'm in. What do you want from me? Yeah. Thank you for complimenting me. Keep doing that, and I'll give you whatever I want, whatever you want. But it's because I didn't have a father figure in my life telling me that you're worth it. You deserve the greatest man out there, that if this man comes to you and I don't approve, you better not also approve. Like I didn't have that, so it was just very easy to jump shit from having even a stepfather who's very loving and caring in his own way to it wasn't enough
2: Yeah, and and I think about that a lot of having that bond with my daughter to where she knows both sides of the argument one how you should expect a man to treat you and how you should treat a man you know and it's and I try to do the same thing with the boys of like you need to understand how to treat a woman but you also need to get reciprocal in nature you can't just like give her the world and she j- gives you the finger you know yeah that doesn't work i know same <laughs> so i guess in closing social media is not that bad but it could be better any other closing thoughts
0: my closing thought is i do think social media can be used responsibly and i I just, my last thing I gotta say about it is they just need to put an age limit on it. Like, if you wanna go on and get a social media account, you have to be of the age of 18. And I think that could generate a lot of change that would be more positive change as opposed to negative change. But I think that that is one thing that I, and I know. These corporations have the ability to put that in place. They just don't give a shit. And they don't want to. Because it's not... Until, like, the the owner of one of these companies that owns one of these big social media platforms... Until some kid goes to his kid's school and shoots his kid in the fucking mouth... Because his son was cyberbullying him on social media... They're not going to want to change anything. It's not them that's being impacted. But I, I think that's my my biggest thing on it is i just wish there was an age limit on it 18 years old you're an adult you can register to vote it's not to say that before then you don't have an opinion or your voice shouldn't be heard but you are not mature and ready for social media you you don't have those sets of skills in your repertoire at that time up until and even when you're 18 i didn't know what the fuck i was doing when i was 18 all I was trying to do was make enough money to go buy another can of chew. Like, fucking, but, yeah. That's, that's kind of where I stand with it. That's fair.
1: For me, I think social media is a great thing. I think that there's bad parts of it, but I think that there's good and bad in everything in this life. And, I fully support just the thought of everything in moderation.
2: I agree with that, too. I believe it's, uh, People these days severely lack any sense of self-discipline. And so we tend to overuse everything that we enjoy, no matter what it is. If it's social media, if it's food, if it's alcohol, whatever it is, we always overdo it. But having some sense of discipline to go, okay, I'm going to put my phone down and make my fucking bed. Or I'm going to put away my laundry, which, side note. Why is it everybody on social media can't put away their goddamn laundry? You scroll through TikTok and it's like you'll see somebody filming themselves on their bed and their bed has a mound of laundry. Like, do that shit. It takes 20 minutes. You
1: should see my bed right now.
0: <laughs> the laundry's folded.
2: It's just not put away. <laughs> but you're not on social media sharing videos of you with this mound of fucking laundry.
1: Oh, I'm just trying to scoot it over so I can lay down. <laughs> All right, we'll call that one there. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.